Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome, folks, to another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown, focused on the defense with Vance Beffer. Vance is on his way. Uh, we went a little long with the film study, so getting over into the live now, and he will be here shortly to break down a 41-17 to thrashing of the, of the Penn State Nittany Lions. And here is the man himself, Vance Beffert, in the building, and the Michigan football breakdown. This is when we get a chance to talk to the people about the game. We get to get a chance to get your, your questions in to get Vance's raw and uncut unfiltered take on the game. So Vance, we will jump right in. That's right, baby. When you, when you looked at Michigan walk on the field, I mean, the, the football, the offense said they knew from jump, they could push Penn state around. When did you get the feeling that Michigan was going to be able to do the same thing on defense? Because, I mean, but for two plays, Penn State didn't do anything all day. On the first series, third down and one, they tried to run the ball. My boy, Big Mike, and he walked that tight end back. Bam, bam. It was, it's like a ballet dance. I mean, it just, it was beautiful. He walked them back, TFL. That's a game over right there. And it was the defensive line. They physically just pushed Penn State's offensive line all over the place. I felt bad for the guy. I really did. And I'm like, man, I hope you don't get fired like that last offensive line coach did that Michigan played against. You know, I mean, we got to be careful. Indiana offensive line coach like lost his job playing against them fellas. Woo, boy, I just, man, that was a whipping. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I started thinking about making me a cake. It was that bad. So let me go make me a birthday cake. It's a birthday party right now in Ann Arbor, and I'm missing the whole show. <laughs> hey, man, look, people got low to sleep. They forget when when James Franklin brought his team to Ann Arbor in 2016, they got destroyed. It was 49 to 10. Came back two years later, Vance, and lost 42 to 7. The, the next time they came to Ann Arbor, it was the COVID year. And between the COVID year, you know, a couple of good recruiting class people, I think they kind of forgot. They kind of forgot that he comes to Ann Arbor and they have problems. And so you can see really early in the look on his face, Vance. I Like, to, to me, you, I remember being on the team with, with Andre Weathers and, and feeling like we walked in the second to play another one of your guys, Sam Soar. And I remember, hey, man, you go into Saginaw, man. They, they, hey, even the cheerleaders was throwing rocks at the buses, Vance. I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. They they get down different in Saginaw. So you you know it's easy to to feel like, hey man, we gonna we gonna have some problems. But you could look over and see a dude like Dre Weathers, which you know, like, okay, we got Dre, we good, we good. It's gonna be all right. When you on a team, you on the field, and you see your head coach look like James Franklin was looking in that game, like he didn't have a clue what to do. Are you in trouble, Vance? You in trouble. But think about this, Sam. The man is talking about a problem with the tunnel coming out. The stadium's been around for 95-plus years, 
And he complaining about the tunnel. Man, get your team right. I mean, right now, we just put on our tunnel, Lloyd Carr's name up there. But don't be talking about my coach like that. He came out of the tunnel. He get, come on, Sam. He going to blame how they play because the tunnel is too tight and he got pushed around a little bit. That's his fault. Well, get out of the way. Get security. Well, wow. The tunnel hadn't changed. Since 26, you ain't figured you haven't figured it out since 2016 or 2018. I mean, he, that's I guess problem. he hasn't. I guess his team hasn't figured it out either. Here, here's the thing, Vance. So you get in this contest though, and they actually have some hope. They go into the locker room, they only down two points. I mean, it's still a game at that point, right? Not really. <laughs> But you can. You're looking at the scoreboard. I'm looking at what happened in the first. In the first half, they were pushed around on on both sides of the ball. It's two plays in the first half: the third down and one run, and an interception. It's two plays. That's it. So if you take away, you look at the rest of the game in the first half. It's like this guy used to say. I work with. He said, "Vance, that guy is a uh, P.O.H." I said, "What is a P.O.H.?" Say he's a prisoner of hope. <laughs> you, you, you had no chance. So, hey, he's a prisoner in his own mind. He had no hope. He knew that when he walked out there. So at halftime, you go in the game, you got two plays and the game is close, you know you're in trouble, Sam. You know you're in trouble. One first down. Didn't make make any adjustments worth a damn that would would give them a chance in this game if Michigan turned field goals into touchdowns because that was the real issue for Michigan. You know, you you had three field goals in in that half. I mean, they drove, they beat them, beat them any every which way but loose between the twenties, and three of those drives wound up ending. And you said it before the game. He said, "Man, he is going to bring some pressure." And once they got in that confined space, once they got in red zone, you know that that pressure kind of made a difference. At least in the early going, there Michigan came out and opened up a can in the second half. Fancy, it just wasn't going to hold up. No, nah, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's, the offensive line did a great job. And, you know, our receivers do a great job run blocking now. I mean, to in order for you to have long runs, your receivers must do a great job. And right now, our receivers are blocking linebackers sometimes. They do a tremendous job. They get on these guys, and it's like Velcro. They just stick to them. And the running back just cuts off these guys. So right now, my hat's off to the receiver coach, the offensive line coach. They're doing a tremendous job to open up holes and block guys down the field for a running game to take off. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a few outside-the-box questions. Before I do that, let's let's start off first with you. Let's nitpick this defense for a second. And we obviously get into this deeper in the film study. But but tell me, you just had a, a great team performance. You beat the brakes off of, off of Penn State. I mean, they, they're lucky to have 17 points on the board, right? That's it right. really, it really should have been, you know, forty-eight to three or something like that. When you go into the film study with your team, what are you telling them coming out of that game, guys? We got to clean what up. What are you telling them to focus on? We got to clean our run fits up. We got to make sure we on point with our run fits. I'm, I'm looking at the entire season so far. I mean, we've had some problems with just straight inside zone. We saw zone replay with a quarterback where the defensive end on third down and one. And they executed really well to get down the football field, a tackle, block that linebacker. But I'm working on my, line, my my inside guys, my down guys, my two linebackers, 
fitting off the replay. I'm thinking about, again, one of the best backs in the country. You got to give him credit. This guy at Ohio State. And they run the inside zone, you know, really well. And so I'm working on that. I'm working on certain routes. I call it the outside flood because we run a lot of zone where number one clears out, number two goes to the corner, number three in the flat. I'm working high lows. This past week, I saw Iowa work high low inside on our linebackers. And I'm thinking, again, I'm going back to Ohio State. I know I'm looking way ahead. I see Ohio State running those same routes. So those are the things I'm working on. And we did a better job this week, Sam, in disguising. I talked about that last week. We're getting away from it. But this week, I thought we did a better job hiding what we were doing and I thought we executed those things very well. Yeah, and from man. my corners, I'm working on my press technique, Sam. You know, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that, Vance. Now, now I remember you pointing that out. You said uh, it was the Indiana film. You said, you know, we sort of got gotten away from our disguises. And in this game, it's very clear he he had Penn State confused. They didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know what he. They didn't know when he was bringing pressure. When he did bring pressure, they didn't know where it was coming from. I mean. That was a defense. They had to be looking at their sideline saying, Coach, what the hell, man? I mean, yeah. tell me something, Coach. Can you tell me something? Can you give me a clue, Coach? That coach yeah. said, what Penn State did a great job of was absolutely nothing. That's what they did a great job of. of nothing. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, it's, I don't know. what Did they even practice? That's all I want to know. Did they practice? I mean, no, if I'm on offense and a team like Michigan, they're going to blitz and do different things. I'm going to motion all the time because I know if I bring my guy into the boundary, it's a good chance you're playing man to man. I'm going to motion. I'm trying to find ways to see what you're doing. Then I'm going to check off of that. I mean, but again, just line up and say, here I am. Come get me. Well, guess what they did? They came and got him. Yeah. So that, that, this brings up, this is my first outside the box question. All right. You are a DC. You, you watch Michigan's defense as closely as anyone outside the program attack it. How would you attack Michigan's defense? I'm doing what Maryland did. Formation to the boundary. I'm going to go up-tempo. I'm going to go formation to the boundary because now you got to show your hand. I'm in three-by-one a lot because, again, you got to show your coverage, what you're doing, whether you're playing zone, what kind of zone you're playing. If you're playing man, what kind of man you're playing. So I'm going trips into the boundary, motion back to the field. I'm in two-by-two, motion into the boundary, overload things. I'm seeing what you're going to do. Number one, I'm going to attack Turner. I'm going to go on play action pass next. I'm going to attack the two linebackers between the hashes. All right. So now, now let's go to the other side. You see, you're, you're the DC, you're looking at your defense. You see the things that you haven't done well. How do you fix it? How do you, how do you plug whatever holes that you've seen thus far? If you go back to the first three or four ball games, he did, we, we, we we're calling it rock. In other words, you bring a nickel Sam off the edge and angle to the boundary, or you get into the boundary angle back to the field. The last two ball games, I haven't seen that as much. Against Iowa, we made an adjustment in the second half, and I saw a few of those stunts, and it paid dividends for us. So he's gotten away from that, and that was a big call last year you know, for the defense. But in the last two ball games, I haven't seen that call as much. So i got to move my front to keep the offensive line off balance. I think it starts with that. And once I get that done, I'm in good shape. And, again, I'm wearing my quarter, quarter, half to the field, to the boundary to keep offenses off balance. All right. So, you know, we heard some things about 
Michigan's offense in this game, they they beat the hell out of Penn State. I mean, it's this thorough, uh, thorough uh, butt whooping, uh, ass kicking, curb stomping. I mean, whatever, what anything about somebody whooping on your behind, any synonym for that? That's what happened to Penn State in that game, right? And yet, one of the things that was said, so I want your defensive coordinator perspective on this. One of the things that was said during the game from the commentator was, oh, man, Michigan is tipping their wide receiver screens or, or, or their bubbles, essentially, is what he's talking about. He said they offset their back to the three-receiver side. Michigan's going to throw it. Now, we went back. We looked at it. It's like, man, what? I don't see that. We saw, we saw three or seven examples in the game where they had to back offset to a three-receiver side with a run control, either a bubble or a line route. So it was either it was either three receivers or two receivers in a tight end. Three of those, they handed off, Vance. Two of them was pin and pulls. One of the pin and pulls went for a touchdown. So I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, how is that? That's what commentators do. <laughs> Give me a break. Come on, Sam. They see a play. Oh, they do this play all the time. That's why they commentate. They get paid to, to say things that makes no sense. So I, I, I wish my wife was coming and talk to you right now. She'll tell you they drive me absolutely nuts. Like they are geniuses. They're not coaches. They make stuff up. They, oh, they run this play like this all. No, they don't. I mean, so why listen to the commentators? They say so, things that I hate to say they they they're a bunch of donkeys. That's what they are. They're a bunch of donkeys. So this is why I'm asking you, Vance. So, hey, man, I can see that, you know, these commentators, most of them know more football than me. That's why. No, they I- don't. <laughs> no, they don't. You, you don't give them credit. I can't give them credit. Sometimes well, I have to turn my volume off on my TV because I have a headache. Well, I have to come down with some Tylenol. I know what I don't know. That's why I consult the experts. So you, you one of my experts. So I say, all right, Vance, have you ever seen in your career Somebody offset the back opposite the bubble and throw a bubble. So I got my back offset over here, but I'm gonna throw a bubble over there. Have you ever seen that? Most people don't, but yeah, I've seen it. Remember, I was in the Big Twelve where the zone read up tempo, bubble off of it, and some people would do that because they want to break their tendencies. And a lot of times, it's a difficult place, a difficult play to stop. So how are you? What? How does the read work? It, I mean, the read it's just a, it's just a flash fake. Just flash and you throw it out there. So, I mean, so basically, basically, you're calling a bubble then, right? You that's all it is. That's that's all it is. So uh, most of the time, it's a zone replay. If you're getting a bubble, the back is offset to that particular side. So if it's two by two, I mean, it, Sam, it's like Chinese checkers or American checkers. So your analysis thing, they play a Chinese checkers, so they're making things up. But we in America. We playing America checkers. The game is really that simple. They're trying to think, well, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. No, we're not doing all of that. I keep telling you, we're doing arithmetic. One plus one equals two, period. They're too smart. I should be a commentator. I could do better than what those clowns are sometimes. They be making things up. I can do the same thing. Just pay me half their salary. I can do that. They get paid too much money. I'm just telling you right now. Somebody please come hire me so I can do what they do for half the money. You see, I mean, you talk about Mel Tucker's contract. Oh, boy, man, uh, James Franklin got a contract like that, too. They they thought he was going to go to SC. 
They thought SC was going to hire him, so he was able to leverage that into an extension with Penn State. Man, the, the agents these days, man, agents big time. They know what the hell they're doing. Sometimes you got to tell a guy goodbye and good luck. If you want to go, you're going to find out they don't go anywhere. I mean, you sit back there, it's like a guy said, wishes with fishes the season before. I mean, so they wishing nothing's going to happen. I, I, sometimes it's like I look in the NFL, the quarterback in Arizona. Okay, he bluffed them into paying them a lot of money. And look how he's playing this year. I mean, I look in NFL and college, you pay them too soon. Make them wait and earn it. Wait till they second, third, or fourth year. I'm not paying a guy that soon. You want to leave, that means you don't want to be here. I'm going to find somebody who wants to be here. It's just that simple. Prove to me that you deserve this. So we're going to wait this out to your third year. And then, because now you're going to start playing with your players. Wow. Man, after one year, you get a 9.5 a year. Come on, man. I have me, Sam, if I had that kind of money right now, I have me a Popeye's chicken right now in Loveland, Colorado. That's what you get in Vans. I'm hey, saying, I'm getting me a Popeye's chicken, and you can't have it in a neighborhood, but right outside the neighborhood, me and Popeye's going to be friends with some jalapeno peppers, baby. That's how hot Michigan's defense been, like a jalapeno pepper. All right, let's start getting in some of the questions from the people. So this comes from Captain Bonapil. Vance, MSU is, is going to likely be aggressive on fourth down for us uh, versus us. How do you prepare for that? They're going to be aggressive on fourth down if it's fourth down and one or two. If it's fourth down and four, they're not going to do it. The next thing is, anytime you get around the 50-yard line, you got to think that on third down, they're going to play for two plays. Play third, go forward on four. So your thought process about getting third and long, if I can keep them fourth down and six plus, they won't go for it on fourth down. But if fourth down and one to three, around the 50-yard line going in, it's a good chance they're going to go for it. So based on their tendencies, I'm going to look at their third down and medium, third down and short plays, and that's how I'm going to game plan against those guys. So one thing we saw them do last year, now different D.C., different D.C., uh, not as much of an issue, it seems, under Jesse Minter, but we've seen it a couple of times. Michigan State tempoed Michigan and caught them with too many men on the field several times last year. Michigan was trying to sub. You said after the game, hey, man, cannot sub unless – unless they sub that being the case how do it was successful for them last year you know they're going to try to do that they're going to try to make michigan stay with the same personnel on the field so what do you do as a coach to ready your team for that you got personnel packages how do you You got a base call sam what i used to do is always have a call if i got my sub package in there like a dime situation i had a base call for those guys right now. If I couldn't get the sub in there, we had a base call we can go to. Because a lot of times, if they out there, they might go up tempo to keep them out there. If I had a base call, got them a second along, guess what they were going to do? They're going to sub, so now I can sub. Now, if the ball is on your hash and it has to you, you might have the opportunity to sub guys fast. I mean, but if it's in the middle of the field or the four hash, you can't substitute. You just got to leave those guys out there and have a base call to get them lined up to give your guys a chance to have success. All right. Here's another one, Vance. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Vance, Joe Clatt, one of the commentators, said Michigan's D-line is actually better as a whole than last year. Do you agree? As a group so far this year, they're doing a, an exceptional job. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to take the guys from last year. 
because I had two defensive ends can pass rush. Okay. Guess what? Number 90 was playing for me last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had some big guys inside that played well for us last year. So to sit back and say that, again, I'm going back to it. Go one of them commentators again. He's talking out the side of his neck. I mean, so this this group is really good. Don't get me wrong. But are you going to have a guy you're talking about that's going to be a top three in the draft? I don't think so. You're going to have another guy. If he don't tear his Achilles, going to be the first-round pick or Dax, who was the late is the second-round pick. You don't have those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. But you are pretty good on defense. They're, you know, I like what they're doing right now. But that group last year I thought was really special. Gotcha. All right, so Vance, uh, Kobe Nichols says, I like Vance's attire. I wonder if Devin Gardner is taking notes, which brings to – to the stage, Devin Gardner and his attire. So, so Vance, I, I'm curious. What do you think? Uh, and now we were indoors, by the way. You were indoors, Vance. I mean, we got we have heat in the studio. Uh, hey. and, and, and my man came. I mean, he had the the full the the nanny goat on and the hat. And then he had and then he had the, his shades too inside. So I wonder, people want to know what you think of, of Devin. Man, hey, that's not Devin Gardner. That's Bobby Brown. <laughs> that's Bobby Brown from New Edition. What are we talking about? <laughs> I can't figure out. It, was, it wasn't cold. I, oh. I mean, what, what are we preparing for, man? Man, you know what? He's a superstar now. He travels all over the place, and now he's doing football games. So he's trying to be big time right now. But... <laughs> Hey, man, hey. you know, it's, man. Uh, my man said he, he was preparing for the cold. It was 50 <laughs> degrees. Like, hey, man, I, I mean, yeah, the, the weather is changing, but damn. Man, <laughs> not not, not like, in a matter of seconds. He looked like an Eskimo. Come on, what we doing? <laughs> hey, man, look, they said he looked like an Eskimo. They said he looked like an extra in Rocky Four. He was up in Russia. They said it looked like it was winter in Wakanda. <laughs> no, he's, like, he's like my man uh, coming to America. <laughs> That's exactly. They said he looked like Prince Hakeem <laughs> coming to America. Oh, they was giving it. Oh, my goodness. The fans were all over him, man. Oh, so, my goodness. Now, they wanted, people want to know if you had, if you got a coat, if you have a coat like that and a hat like that. Uh, right? hey, he big time. I, I can't afford stuff like that. No, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> That's out of my class. All right. We're going to uh, get to the next question. People want to know what you thought, what you thought of uh, of young Devin Gardner. So we'll stop sharing that. And we'll get to the next question. All right. Uh, Vance, MSU doesn't have the same run game. Uh, will this be the game our secondary gets tested? I think they're going to try to go after the guys. I really do. They're going to go heavy plaques and pass. One of the first things you say, last year we had up-tempo. It's going to be up-tempo. They want to find out, can our corners and our nickelback tackle in space? So you're going to see some deep balls. There's going to be some hollow routes inside to challenge the linebackers. And I think you're going to see a lot of formations of the boundary, again, to see how we adjust and, again, to go out to my man Turner. Don't be surprised if they throw some deep balls on Turner four or five times in the ball game. Uh, which brings us to this next question. It's, it's like you read in the comments, Vance, from Sterling Clegg. Was DJ just outright beat on that free release, or did the receiver just make a play? He was just outright beat. Let's be honest. The guy ran by him like a cone. 
I mean, he played no technique. He was trying to run a catch technique, just watching the, the TV copy. He sat and waited. But if you run a catch technique, you need to slide your feet and get your hands on the guy. What he did, he just stepped out of the way. And when you step out of the way, that guy has to step on you right now. And I know we say he might be the fastest defensive back, but we're not running 40-yard dashes. You got one guy coming full speed at you, you had to stand still. You, you are stopped. You got all of a sudden turn and run. You're, you're a half a yard behind. That was a completion. So he needs to learn how to put his body in position like playing basketball. I got to take a charge. And I got to make him run the hump, run around me. So now I can use my speed. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, Vance, don't be cruel. Breaking out the Bobby Brown albums. Don't be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on point two. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get to another one from Terrence Williams. She said, Vance, what would your strategy be to take away big plays in the passing game versus MSU, which is their game now? They they are not a good rushing attack like they were last year. It is it is about their receivers. That's where their that's where their the talent is on the team, not just on offense. Their talent on the team is at receiver. So how do you take away the big plays? Start off right now with disguise. I need to give the quarterback some indecision just when he looks out there. Oh, they playing man-to-man, three deep, two deep quarters. So it's going to start with the disguise. Also, showing pressure all the time. We're a big pressure team on defense. I need to make that quarterback feel the heat. And next thing is, he needs to know what number 90 is. If I'm number 90 right now, I'm getting off the bus. When I walk on the football field, I'm giving him the Mike Tyson stare. I'm coming to get you, boy. I'm coming up right now. I'm talking to him. So with that look in the disguise, you need to just protect the secondary that way because if you don't just say, here we are, show your hand, come beat us, they can do that. But right now, Michigan State's still not scoring a lot of points. They can't stop anybody, and they can't score a lot of points. That's why they can't win no ball games. I mean, so we disguise well, show pressure look, make the quarterback nervous, hit them early. And on third down, you know what's going to happen, right? We're talking about kitchen sink throw at him right now. Mike coming out, I mean, men are coming after him early. He's not going to wait. He's going to set the tempo early. My mindset was like this. I want to hit the quarterback as quickly as I possibly can and as soon as I can. First series, I blitz the quarterback. It might be second, it might be third and three, I was blitzing. I want to hit that quarterback. I want him to know right now I'm coming to get you. And if you can make him nervous early, we're going to have three interceptions in this game. Remember I said that, Sam? We get three picks. Turner going to get his first pick of the year. I take it. He already got one. He's going to get his second pick of the year. You believe in bulletin board material, Vance? Was that ever a thing, what guys say in the media? When I was a good football team, I could care less what you said. It never bothered me. I, I, I never read that stuff. As a coach, I would utilize that stuff for my players. But when I was a player, I don't care what you said. I looked at the video. And I know one thing, I'm going to whoop you all day long. So you can say what you want to say. It didn't phase me one bit. When I had Woodson and Dre Weathers and Marcus Ray, that stuff didn't bother them. They didn't give it a second thought. So, But when you are a average team like Michigan State is an average football team, they need bulletin board to get motivated. But you have Michigan, it don't phase you at all. But Michigan State, they need, they need all the help they can get. So uh, you talked about the tunnel. <laughs> James Franklin was comparing, uh, complaining about the tunnel. I mean, they were in the tunnel throwing sandwiches, I guess. <laughs> they were throwing sa- what, what, the, 
But you know what? When Franklin didn't feed his team, he was trying to feed those boys. That's all it was. They could see how they were playing. They had no energy. So they were trying to give them some food so they can eat, so at least they can make a contest out of the game. Sam, that's all it was. It wasn't personal. He got to start feeding his football team before they show up in Ann Arbor, in, in the big house. You, you can't do your players that way. You can't play if you're on an empty stomach. <laughs> Vance, uh, they said, hey, anybody deserve the Traeger? You ready to put some people in the Traeger? Uh, Man, that's hey, My Traeger, hey, my Traeger is ready to go. I got some brand new pellets. Some Texas, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's oak and hickory. That great smoke flavor. I'm ready to roll right now. But you know what, Sam? I'm still waiting for my stakes from the people from last year at Michigan. When I was calling the game, my stakes have yet to show up, Sam. Anybody call you about my stakes yet? No. Hey, look, all these people in the comments, no one said anything about your stakes, fans. <laughs> no one said anything about your stakes. They said, hey, if you're going to throw some sandwiches, though, add some sweet baby rays. You hey, you know what? And some Texas Pete hot sauce. <laughs> so, all right. So here's another one, Vance. This one is from Lamar Vick. Number 18, talking about Iyabi Yoki. The transfer is the real deal. Do you think we'll see more of him soon? In the last couple of ball games, you've seen quite a bit of him. You know, right. from the first three ball games, we didn't see much of him except for third down or if the game got out of hand, came in the fourth quarter. The last two ball games, he's been in early. He's been in in the first quarter. So you have seen his reps picked up, and I think it keeps the other guys fresh too. So he's showing off right now. I, I like the things that they're doing with him. He's becoming an every-down guy if they need him to be an every-down player. You watch any of that Alabama-Tennessee game, Vance? Any of that? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I did. You, so, hey, that's a Big 12 offense. Up-tempo, spread you out, and go deep. So that's, that's what, what it is now. How would Michigan defend against a passing game similar to Tennessee since Bama struggled? you got to force them to run the ball and get them to second and long. The nature of people run up-tempo offense – you have to win on first down. To get him a second and seven, the tendency now from the throw the football goes through the roof. So now you got to mix up how you play coverages. What what Alabama was doing, they were playing quarters. So in other words, they were playing three on two. The safety was sitting for a curl or a dig. Well, guess what they're running? They're running post routes. They're running right by those guys for big plays. And once they started doing that, everything else became open. And it didn't seem like they ever adjusted. They should have played a little bit more cover, too, to take the speed off the receivers and force Tennessee to run the football. The next thing is the quarterback can run, too. you got a running quarterback with a good arm with fast receivers. That's tough to defend. All right. So rank Michigan for me, Vance. You've watched a lot of college football. Uh, you have dissected the the defense backwards and forwards. You You like the offense. How does Michigan compare? to a Tennessee, to a Georgia. Someone asked, what do you think about Michigan compared to Clemson? Michigan compared to Ohio State. I mean, where where do you put Michigan? I, I'm going to be honest right now. I think Georgia and Ohio State are the two best teams out there. Okay? Uh, then I think now you say Tennessee and Michigan, they even right now. People love Tennessee. They like to see big plays and the ball thrown in the air. But Michigan is, they 50-50 run past. If you're going to let me run the football, I'm going to rush for 400 yards. You take away the run, I'm going to throw for 300 yards. So they are well balanced. When I look at Tennessee, it's like we're going to spread you out. We're coming out, out off the bus on the ball deep. So you know what they're doing right now. So if you get to their quarterback early, you can slow them down. When I look at Georgia, Georgia right now is playing great defense. They can run the football and throw it. 
Ohio State got a really good passing game, playing a really good defense right now compared to last year. So I think those two guys, two teams, then I think is, is Michigan and Tennessee, and then Clemson and then Alabama because they lost the game. Gotcha. All right. So we go over this in the film study, but I want to make sure we get this question in while we're uh, live with the people. Was that 60-yard rumble by Penn State's quarterback Clifford a fluke? Did someone not count? Does he need some Gatorade? Uh, basically, was basically what he's asking is there a bust? And the bust, if there was one, which there wasn't, by the way, it would be on number eighteen. But you yeah. said very quickly, no, nah, he executed his assignment on this on that play. And Penn State, you know, they made a great play, especially their offensive tackle made a great play. It wasn't a bust, as you said. It, it, it was a great execution by Penn State. You know, they Michigan had a stunt on. It was third down and one short yardage. So they want to stop the dive. So the three technique and the defensive end, they close the A and B gap off. So the linebacker had to scrape outside. They run in his own replay. So their tackling guard will climb the block to double team the three technique. When he disappeared in the A gap, the tackle now went for the linebacker right now. And he got enough on the linebacker where the quarterback ducked up. Now, the main issue was your post safety. The post safety wants to stop the dive to the check him for the quarterback. It should have been maybe a 10 yard game at worst because where he disappeared playing the dive, it would have been a 60 yard game. So it was a great execution by Penn State. Yeah. So I said there wasn't a bust. There, there was, was not a bust. bust. There was a bust on the back end. On the back end, there was a bust back there. But up front, now it was good execution by them. And again, that offensive tackle, what he did, if he ran that play 10 times, he couldn't have done that. And it was just one of those exceptional plays by him to make the play go. So, and to be clear on your post-safety responsibility, he plays quarterback and reacts to the dive? And that's, is that how it goes? If, if I'm a post-safety, a lot of people, when you play zone read teams, is that you check quarterback first to the quarterback side. It also puts you in position to stop the RPO. If number two is running a, a slant or something, and then you're downhill. Well, he went downhill right now for the dive. So it's a problem right now. So if they were actually throwing the football, he wasn't in the post anyhow. It was third down and one, so he's cheating the defense. Just do your job. He did something outside of his job, so it's a 60-yard play. He's part of the problem. Yeah. Should have been a 10, 10 maybe 15-yard play. At best, a coaching point, Vance. It's a coaching point. There you right? go. In this game, and they, you know, you got to have – it's great when you can beat the hell out of a team and still have – have some things to keep your team's attention because you can point out some things that they really need to work on. It wasn't a perfect day. Really That's good. Right. Day. If, I got, if I had a game like that as a coach and they just had one play the whole game, man, I, I'm happy. But when I go into the office the next day, look at the video, man, I'm jumping all on my guys. If you'd have done this, you could have made this play right here. If you right here, you didn't set the ball right there. It should have been, we should have scored two times on defense. That's what coaches do. Whenever you have a great game, you coach them even harder. Well, folks, listen, we are going to do some special programming next week. We're going to break down Michigan State. It may not be live on location at some local establishment like we would have liked, but we'll do something special. We'll bring Al and Devin together on a Michigan State preview, and I'll, I'll tap one of Vance's guys. It might be Marcus Ray. Maybe we'll go grab Chris Singletary, somebody like that. To, to talk about Michigan State from a defensive perspective as well and give you a preview 
of this matchup with the Spartans. Because I tell you what, Vance, I, if Michigan show, if, if Michigan doesn't overlook Michigan State, and I see very little chance of that happening, man, this matchup is terrible for them. I, I mean, you think about last year, every quarterback they had, Devin brought this up a lot, every quarterback they had went for a career day, right? And now you have Michigan's young quarterback is going to have six games under his belt heading into this one. Uh, with more with more established receiving talent on this squad and a, and a running game as potent and an offensive line that's better. And it's a home game, too. And they got things on their mind. Oh, Vance, I, I like Michigan. I'm going to tell you this, though, Sam. Mel Tucker is going to make your quarterback, J.J., have to beat him. He's going to do everything he can to stop the run and take those running backs out. He is going to put all the pressure on your quarterback, J.J., to make plays with his arm. So you're going to see different type of blitzes to stop the run and keep your quarterback in the pocket and say, to beat us, you're going to throw the ball down the field. They're going to try to make the game close that way. Gotcha. All right. Well, you got to like that if you're Michigan. If they're saying, okay, well, attack us down the field with that secondary, yeah. Michigan to take that. Michigan to take that. For sure. For sure. So, but as always, folks, it's always a blast. If you like this video, be sure to like it. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Of course, you can really support us by going over to the MichiganInsider.com, where $1 will get you in for your first month of your subscription to TMI. That gets you access not only to the Michigan Insider and all the VIP uh, videos and podcasts and stories and recruiting coverage and uh, message board access, but access across the 24-7 Sports Network. So if you want to know uh, what's going on in Michigan State or Ohio State or Texas or Bama, you got access to all of that and more. Even once you become a full paying member, you also get a Paramount Plus subscription. It is great bang for your buck. So be sure to check us out over on the MichiganInsider.com. And we will be back next week. I haven't figured out who I'm going to pair with Vance. We're going to get one of his guys. We're going to give you more advance and a full Michigan State preview next week. Book it. Mark it down. Be sure to be on the lookout for that announcement. Vance, as always, it's been great. And to the rest of you, we'll see you next time for the next edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bethke. Go Blue. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.